0: Hello, welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I knew holding on to this video would be a good idea. And I'm Gary, and today we're going to review and discuss Eliminators, which came out in 1986, written by Paul DeMeo and Danny Bilson and directed by Peter Manugian. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? Okay, for a change, I'm going to read the back. In a hidden fortress, concealed by an impenetrable jungle, dwells Dr. Abbott Reeves, a brilliant but devious scientist who has the power to create and the will to destroy. He must be eliminated. Colonel Hunter has the brains to mastermind the operation. Fontana, the river rat, and is most dangerous when cornered. Coochie, the ninja, with the martial skills to destroy his enemies. The mandroid more machine than man his special powers will determine whether they whether they live or they die each one is the ultimate specialist whether they live or they die each one is the ultimate specialist in his field together they are the eliminators yeah, we need to watch that. Oh, well, we did. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a Charles Band production. Yeah. This is back in uh, Empire uh, Pictures, unfortunately, before, you know, they got closed down. Oh, so yeah. Uh, but this is like one of their more... Well, one of their less known... <laughs> Uh, Even though this one had a theatrical release, it didn't really do very well theatrically. No. uh, But got a lot of its money back uh, on on VHS rental stores. You know, this would be one of those films that you'd see in the blockbuster. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You'd be like, look at this VHS cover. Look at all of these characters on the front. I doubt that dude in Treads is in the movie. Put it back on the shelf. (laughs) Unless, of course, you did actually rent this one out. (laughs) And then in which case you're going to have a lot of nostalgia for this movie. Vote! We're stuck out here in the middle of nowhere. What is this anyway? Some kind of goddamn comic book. We got robots, we got cavemen, we got kung fu. I I can't really remember how I got the videotape. Somebody lent it to me. I think they said, Ian, I know you like bad movies. Here's a bad movie. I tried to watch it once. It was late. I may have had a few beers and all I remember is a guy on treads, and I don't remember anything more after that, but uh, my mind said to me, Ian, this movie is so bad, don't ever watch it, just, just don't ever watch it ever again, and so it sat on my shelves, and, like, I remember when we first started the show, like, I saw it, and I'm like, Gary, we should do this, and Gary's like, no, that movie's so bad, Ian, there are so many better movies, we could just, it's so bad, I'm like, okay, okay, and then it came to the time where we were looking for bad movies and we decided on Eliminators. And I'm like, okay, luckily I've saved the videotape. I don't know why something told me, don't throw it away. This is a, a, a an unknown movie. Like, nobody, I think, has seen this. Or if they have, like, if you're a pure Eliminators fan, then you need to be like, Show me all the merchandise you may have bought, other than <laughs> just the one videotape. I don't know. I think they're like Borg Star Trek character figures. <laughs> <Yes. aren't they? laughs> well, I mean, the lineup, like for the movie, is like a video game. You know, the the, the the start of the movie kind of threw me off because it's it's like a narration plus flashback all in one. We've got this pilot, you know, and he's gonna crash, and all of us it's it's played over the top of just this image of the mandroid that we will get used to see you know you just see the like the the, the kind of plastic covering i suppose <laughs> going over his eye and he's talking about how he's crashed and then we then we're then greeted by some roman centurions right so we're like well, what what is this <laughs> what is going on yeah something hits one of their shields he drops it they run away And you're like, okay, it's one of their shields. He drops it. They run away. And you're like, okay, this this, this must be all interconnected. uh, Well, we soon find out because the... uh, the, I keep calling him Manborg. (laughs) (laughs) The Mandroid. Yeah. We find out is literally time-traveled because he returns to the present. Yes. Present? (laughs) 1980s, yeah. (laughs) Uh, With this Centurion shield. And we have not one, but two mad scientists. Yeah, you know, we've got one who, who's calculating something. We've got another one with a disfigured face who's yep. plugging something into his stomach and feeding this liquid to it. You're like, what is actually going on? Yeah. Um, and so one of these scientists is like, okay, we're, we're done with, with Mandroid now. You know, he's useless. Dispose of him. That's Dr. Reeves, the mad evil scientist. He's talking to Dr. Takada. And you you can already tell that Doctor Dr. Takada has got the good side. About him, because you know he's he's inquisitive of what the the mandroid has seen and where he's gone, and I I do, i love the fact that the mandroid, like okay, his I do I love the fact that the mandroid, like okay, his outfit is mostly polystyrene I expect, but you know I do love a bit of a rubber suit, and the actor kind of plays the whole he's not completely taken over by the machinery. I mean, sure. Yeah. You I mean, know, it, his humanity is still kind of there taken over by the machinery. I mean, sure. Yeah. You I mean, know, it, his humanity is still kind of there. Yeah. It has kind of a cosplay look and feel to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It seems very cheap, but it's still, it's effective for the, you know, for the realms of, of, of Charles band production. Oh, totally. It, lo- it looks pretty damn good. And all the time <laughs> I'm just thinking, where's the treads? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. the, they- Dr. Reeves, uh, played by Roy D'O'Trice, you know, he explains to Dr. Takada, look, I'm done with the mandroid now. uh, You take out his memory core. I've got all the necessary uh, information from his travel through time. What I need for my experiment. You know, I assume uh, like his body is dying and he needs to transfer himself into some kind of upgrade. And Takada's kind of you know, taken back by this because the the mandroid is still in there. He's still alive. Yeah. So there's a spark of humanity he doesn't want to kill. And there's he's... that nice moment where he tells the mandroid that he did a good job on his yeah. mission. Yeah. It's just like still treating him like a person, not a robot. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that just sets Dr. Reeves as the bad guy. And I loved looking up this movie because the guy playing Dr. Reeves... Do you know what else he was in? Gone. He was the king in Hellboy 2 that gets killed. What else he was in? Gone. He was the king in Hellboy 2 that gets killed at the beginning. Ah. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, I, like, I saw this grey beard and I'm like, I know that grey beard. And then Wikipedia, it. Wikipedia saves the day again. But to Carter and the Mandroid, they go into a... Yeah. And the Mandroid gets his wheels. Carter and the Mandroid, they go into a... Yeah. And the Mandroid gets his wheels. Oh my God. Is the mandroid pimping in this movie? (laughs) I need the mobility unit. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, we get to see the man board on treads, just going through these tunnels, going through these corridors, blasting laser beams, killing security guards. I gotta give the actor credit. Like he controls this thing quite well, I suppose. Well, or it's there's, well a, there's a small person inside the tre- this thing quite well, I suppose. Well, or it's to there's, well there's a small person inside the inside the treads actually remote controlling it for right. him. Oh, okay. uh, although the actor did say he did fear for his life several times when the <laughs> When the thing was about to turn over or collapse or crash, because <laughs> he couldn't ha- he couldn't control its acceleration or anything, he just had to hold on to pretend to be shooting people. No, that's what I thought because like his body is in this metal thing, and I'm like to pretend to be shooting people. No, that's what I thought because like his body is in this metal thing, and I'm like okay, I'm I don't see a joystick, so so somebody must be controlling it off screen, but that means he's just like at the will of this oh, yeah, person, absolutely, and have to go. And they they are finally confronted by some guards, and Takada is killed. And the the mandroid has to try to escape. And you get these two uh, brothers. Like I was I was well in the cheesiness when Takada died and gave his lines. Yeah. <laughs> but then when the two guards pulled out this giant sniper rifle with three red lights. And this weapon is supposed to disable the mandroid. I'm like, this this film's so goofy. <laughs> I recognized that actor with the big the big rifle gun. Yeah. I was like, that 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 that's Maul Santa from Trancers. No way! <laughs> <laughs> but of course it's not not his most recognizable role, because only a few years from now he'd be fighting Terminators in he's, Terminator 2. He's the barman! I can't let you take the boy's wheels. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> From fighting mandroids to stop in terminators that that's amazing but the mandroid is slightly disabled like the 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 mobility unit is hit and his weapon is damaged and i i love the fact like i must have missed the mobility unit is hit and his weapon is damaged and i i love the fact like i must have missed it um when he first got on there but when he disconnects the fact like i must have missed it um, when he first got on there but when he disconnects himself he has to reconnect his legs His legs, yeah yeah you know yeah. so we don't know exactly how much damage this pilot had taken when he crashed like he must have been pretty much close to death from the rest of his body uh damage but he then makes his way to try to f- colonel nora hunter played by the amazing denise crosby like oh wow, <laughs> of course this is a full year before uh, TNG would be started, where you know Tasha Yar yeah. or Denise Crosby would pretty much become a, a household name, at least for a, a small while. Anyway, well, yeah, I mean she was killed by her son, Pet Cemetery. Yeah, but I did always love her performance in Deep Impact. Yes, you know that was yes. a pretty damn good performance. But like she's she's working on spot. <laughs> I have to say, this film's got you know the 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 special effects in this were done oh. by John Carl Beekler, right, who we've talked about in the past, like some of the amazing special effects work um in in this film and the films going forward. yeah, uh, you know, it, like one of the names to look out for when you see his name pop up in a film, you know you're gonna see some fantastic some special, special effects, effects of yeah. some, uh, except <laughs> <laughs> spot the or the robot like thing. I was like, this is the cheapest. Poorest R2 D2 knockoff thing that there possibly could be. It's so cheap looking. It's so bad. It is so bad. And it even chirps like R2 D2 (laughs) that only she can understand. That's it. She puts this thing in her head to talk to it, right? So they talk psychically. But then again, like I swear there's a couple of scenes where she doesn't actually need the thing in her head ear. She talks to it just normally and it communicates. Um, and obviously the mandroid will be able to communicate it as well because they're both electronic but the way it it moves super speed so it turns into this weird blue light thing yeah. and just kind of shoots around the screen really let's do it It happens when you show fast. It's so shit. It's so bad. But I'm not I I'm so drawn into it because I've already seen the super sniper scope from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So this doesn't spoil me. No no. But we have these two goofy security guards, and one of them one of them's just like, hey buddy, uh we just had a power surge uh, like over at the east gate. And his mate's like, oh it must be a cat, and I'm like, You've got the gate. And his mate's like, oh it must be a cat, and I'm like, You've got a lot of cats. Like we had that great landscape shot of the like, we've got a lot of cats. Like we had that great landscape shot of the city and I kinda of sat there like New York, Los Angeles, Idaho. I don't know. We're in America somewhere. I know we go to Mexico, so we must Right. We this this is somewhere in America we are in there's some science lab. And the security guard goes to where he you know, the sensor's been let off. And he's like, Hey buddy, look! I think we've got a problem over here. And you know, something's ripped open the gate. <laughs> <laughs> but his mate's been completely knocked out. And then we realise that the mandroid has infiltrated... This base and used knockout gas to take the security guards out. <laughs> but it's... then, when we finally see the mandroid, he's literally just wearing like a <laughs> raincoat yes! and a hat, and it's like, yes! how did you sneak through wearing that? Because he's fucking solid snake man. He's fucking master of stealth. <laughs> so now, Hunter and and the mandroid or. or... <laughs> So now Hunter and, and the Mandroid, or, or John, as we get to uh, find out his name, the, the two of them, because we find out that Dr. Reeves kind of stole some of Dr. Hunter's... Find out that Dr. Reeves kind of stole some of Dr. Hunter's... Computer, technology, yeah, yeah. computer cyborg technology, and this is what he's, he's utilising... Um, because I mean Ma- Mandroid's also pretty beaten up at this point yeah. and she's like I can actually do these repairs I know oh, the circuitry and uh, and let me have a look at this and she finds out you know that his memory is circuitry and, uh, and let me have a look at this and she finds out you know that his memory has been reduced yeah um, that so that he's not going to become self-aware or take over or go on in a killing rampage to kill all the security <laughs> guard. oh wait he did, yeah, he <laughs> did uh, but she makes that interesting observation that you know it's uh, that he's got limited memory capacity mm. uh, but it's it's broken anyway and she can just leave it so that he'll have his brain memory capacity yeah I was like you know it's got it's very you know touches of Robocop here and I'm like this is I, very obviously very ins- circuitry stuff Terminator 2 to special edition when they're fixing you know Arnie's brain and they're like oh should we destroy the chip I'm looking at the mandroid I'm like you set the benchmark for all of these guys (laughs) so you weren't just the sole inspiration for manborg these guys (laughs) so you weren't just the sole inspiration for manborg (laughs) could you help inspire Robocop and Terminator as well So after being fixed, the mandroid says to Doctor Reeves, "Look, I'm returning back to Mexico because I'm going to confront Doctor Reeves for what he's done to me." But he doesn't remember traveling through time. No, because like, because of the memory problems. Yeah, and so he's so he's just like, "I just have to go stop Doctor Reeves." Well, he also wants to again, very similar to Robocop. He, he's trying to remember who he was as a yes, human, as true. a person before the operation. Yeah. So that's part of like the revenge story. So uh Dr. Hunter says, Look, I'll come with you. And he's like, No, it's too dangerous. And she she's like, I'm good with technology, just help me. And I really like the fact, I'm good with technology, just help me. And I really like the fact that like Denise Crosby is a great actress. And she she's never like, even though she kind of plays um I don't want to say your damsel in distress, she always plays like a, a female who does get into danger. But because she's in that dangerous situation anyway. And this Colonel Hunter, she plays really well. Going up against, like, three other male leads. Four, if you can include Dr. Reeves, who only turns up at the end. She does hold her own against the other characters. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like this this bit with Mandroid. She's just like, we're going. I'm coming with you. And so they head down to Mexico. Well, it's also the fact that she says that her spot robot was also specifically designed to find... Crashed missing airplanes Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like oh well, it's coincidence. (laughs) Yeah, that as well. You know this magic little droid thing that I have no idea how you made this made this technology. (laughs) So they end up going to Mexico, right? And this is where I got confused because they go to Mexico and then they need to find a tour guide to to take their boat to get down river to where they need to go. Yeah. So they go into this bar that's filled with Mexicans. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's not a single one in there. there alright, it's in South America. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's not a single one in there. there alright, it's in South America. This, right. this this bar is south of the border. Like I wasn't too sure either where we were because when we have the boat chase, there's a yeah. boat chase people. Like I was, I was just like, 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 are we at the Amazon rainforest? Are we in or Montana? We? Where are we? This is this is like could be we have Andrew Pine playing Fontana. This is this is like. I we have Andrew Pine playing Fontana, who, from the looks of it, is your atypical boat captain, suave, sophisticated, but he's just he's drinking And hand solo standing. Yep, and he's confronted, confronted by Betty or by you, Betty, and her boyfriend Maurice, and they're they're both annoyed because Fontana just keeps t- like taking up all of the customers that keep coming down, which I'm like how he looks terrible <laughs> like compared to everybody in this bar and there's not many people in this bar who look like you would trust them to take you down river i would probably go with betty because like her boat is actually one of the better ones but denise crosby kind of looks in and she she's oh, so immortal she's like i'm looking for the toughest guide in the bar Immediate bar fight! Immediate yes. bar fight! His punches throne, yes. and thrown, chairs are smacked her. It's like what? Oh man, it was amazing! <laughs> she just walks outside. This bugger's off. So well, let the best guide win. <laughs> even the barman gets involved. I didn't even know he had a boat. Right, <laughs> he just decided to get involved, and everybody just beats the crap out of each other. Betty puts up a hell of a fight. She takes on like a bunch of them. But she gets smacked from behind. puts up a hell of a fight. She takes on like a bunch of them. But she gets smacked from behind and yeah. knocked out. So. Yeah. Harry Fontana to walk out of the bar afterwards. Yeah. And of course, you know, Harry Fontana, the character was... Afterwards. Yeah. And of course, you know, Harry Fontana, the character was originally supposed to have been played by Tim uh ah. who unfortunately was busy on another production at the, oh, awesome oh, the time. You missed it. I know. You it would have been awesome to have, have him have here. Busy on another production at the time. You missed it. I know. It would have been awesome to have him here. you missed it. But so Fontana, I mean, the, the guy playing Fontana plays it really He, he does cool. a good job, though. Yeah, he does. You know, he, he's he's not a complete coward, but he's not exactly the bravest man you ha- you have on your team. You know, he, he's pretty smart. Um, and he takes them out onto the boat, and they start riding off. And everybody from the bar then jumps into their boat, and we get a different boat chase. Which I, 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 the bar then jumps into their boat, and we get a different Boat chase. I I was not expecting. (laughs) So was I not expecting this? I'm like I'm like, how desperate are these people for work? That they'd immediately get into a fist fight with anybody else who was offering a tour guide or guides down this river. (laughs) So much so they'd get angry that they'd get in their boats and chase after these potential customers. And want to kill them! I want to kill them for doing it. This is like these potential customers. And want to kill them! I want to kill them for doing it. It's just like how I was like, maybe, maybe the, like, Bayou Betty, you know, I get the feeling that she takes her tours and and, and steals and kills them downriver. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, the movie's tone has kept it... Kills them downriver. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, the movie's tone has kept it kind of, well, depending on when you're watching it, you know, has kept it kind of parodish. has kept it kind of, well... Depending on when you're watching it, you know, it's kept a kind of parry dish up to this point, up to the point where Fontana's but de- they're being chased and he fish up to this point, up to the point where Fontana's but de- they're being chased and he throws out a, a barrel of, of petrol, you know, and he pulls out his gun and he shoots it and it destroys a boat of petrol. You know, and he pulls out his gun and he shoots it and it destroys a boat just as two guys have jumped. And he pulls out his gun and he shoots it and it destroys a boat just as two guys have jumped off. And Colonel Hunt is like, you didn't have to kill them. And he's like, what? I just gave him a bath. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just kind of laughs off this potential death that he almost caused. <laughs> but then their boat breaks down. And they're trying to fix it. And and like I said, I love the fact that like Denise Crosby must have put her foot down and said, no, I'm not fucking standing in the background doing fuck all. And she says to Fontana, like, I'm good with engines. Let me fix this. And he's, he's so annoyed. And Bayou Betty and Maurice start coming along in their boat. And their boat is like badass. And there's this confrontation between them all. Like, there's no way for our heroes to get away. Unless you happen to have a mandroid on board who happens to have a torpedo launcher. Oh, I didn't know he had one of those. <laughs> no, you didn't. And, <laughs> and he fires a torpedo at Bayou Betty and blows her ass out of the water. <laughs> Which obviously takes us all by surprise at this point, including <laughs> Fontana. You know, they manage to get the boat fixed. They drive off upriver. I, I will admit, there is there is a lot of padding in this movie to, to kind of Get everybody up to speed. You know, True. there's there's many points. Like we had the bit with Denise Crosby and the Mandroid sitting down going, Hey, this is what I've been up to. And then now they have it with Fontana, where they sit Fontana down, and they're like, Look, we're looking for this crash site. He's a man droid. There might be an evil scientist out there. There's money in it for you if you want. <laughs> well, it, it's um, well, it, it's the moment because uh, he ends up dropping them off. He does, yeah. And she ends up finding the boat after using her, her robot yes. to, to locate the boat. But obviously, you know, Manborg can't get in there, her robot, yes. to, to locate the boat. But obviously, you know, Manborg can't get in there. So she climbs <laughs> in there herself. This set was so dangerous. Yeah, it was pretty cool looking, you know the crash plane in the in in the bayou yeah but I'm looking at it and I'm like okay this is a Charles Band production so I'm not expecting a lot of money stunt doubles insurance um, I'm, a, I'm assuming this is actually a real river <laughs> I I'm don't ass- know I'm assuming this is all real wood and reeds that are on the river and they've just plonked this this prop this yeah. prop in the water and gone hey Denise swim <laughs> you know and she's like okay I can swim but I'm like Oh, yeah, we're also going to, you know, make it sink as exactly. well at one point. At one point, we're going to make it sink. So you have to go under the water into <laughs> it. Like, well, she has to get rescued, doesn't she, by Fontana. Yeah, uh, water... Into it. Like, <laughs> well, she has to get rescued, doesn't she, by Fontana. Yeah. Uh, but he only agrees to do it if he can get, like, a, a huge share of the treasure. Because, clearly, the only reason why they would be going downriver in this location would be for hidden treasure. That's right. This is after Fontana, has he's he's dropped them off, and he's buggered off. And you, Betty and Maurice, who have been swimming in the river for, I don't know how long, after their boat's been blown up, have come across... The two security guard brothers who are chasing the mandroid. And after mentioning the torpedo launcher, they go off in their speeding red boat. And I have no idea what the hell this, the director was thinking about this sequence. Because they, they confront Fontana and he's, he says to them, Oh, yeah, I've found two people, they're downriver. I'll show you on the map where they are. And he, he chases, he, he races off, he, he kind of uh, uses the fire extinguisher to spurt them off. And then as he races off in the boat, they come after him at high speeds, and he dodges out of the way. And you just watch this boat just fly off. <laughs> that was great. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, but you saw the like the, the barman from Terminator Two. He has to jump out of the boat. Yeah, but they can't film it the same way. So he jumps out like a shallow section, and then they send the red boat. Flying. <laughs> but Fontana's like turned up at this point, and he's like, "Yep, hey, come on, then we'll we'll head down river," and he speeds up. And the mandroid, f- and the- he speeds up, and the mandroid fall- falls off the back. <laughs> right. <Brian. laughs> I said we've lost him. I rewound that part because I thought, oh, somebody's grabbed him. No. He, hap- <laughs> no! Just he, no, no, no safety measures. Just, just fell off the back. I mean, he, he he does try to rescue him though, but he resurfaces like it's nothing but mud and swamp down there. Yeah, I can't find anything. If he is, he's he's sinking into the dirt. That's it. And 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 but, Do- oh. Dr. Hunter's like really upset about this because she really wanted to help him, but they they obviously need to find what the mandroid was looking for, and so they head into the jungle and they come across some cavemen, and were revealed that the cavemen must have been. Brought through by Dr. Reeves' time machine. Right. And have now settled. And so now they have to obviously go and stop. Or they have to stop Dr. Reeves because he's going to be using the time machine to travel back in time. And change the past. Which is really, really bad. And while this is happening, uh, the, the the mandroid has come across the super ninja, Conan Lee, playing Coogee. Uh Conan Lee, I have to just say... Is one of my all-time favorite kung fu artists. He hasn't actually done a lot, but one movie I always remember him from is Tiger on the Beat with nice. Chuck, uh, Chow Yun-fat, which has this. Remember him from is Tiger on the Beat with nice. Chuck, uh, Chow Yun-fat, which has this amazing chainsaw sword fight in with Conan Lee. And while I was wikiing this movie, I was like, "What happened to this guy? what You know, I saw him in some '80s movies." And then he's not in anything more, and it's because he stopped acting to take care of his his sick mum at the time. And here he is in Eliminators talking <laughs> to the Mandroid about his father. His father was Doctor Takada, right? Yeah. So he's on his own revenge uh, spree as, as well. Uh, the Mandroid's like, "I'm sorry, your father is dead." I'm like, "Oh man, you know, now we've got to, got to get our team together t- to face Doctor Reeves." So now, uh, Yeah nora and harry from these cannibal cavemen yeah. <laughs> and uh you know they, they they've set up like this fire pit and uh fontana's just like kiss me kiss me and yeah. he, she's like whoa he, he's so smooth i thought he was gonna make a run for it at this point right right but no he uh he slips some bullets into her hand yeah and he's like like when i give the signal chuck these into the fire it's like okay <laughs> I was like, does it even work? When you took bullets into a fire, do they just fire off in random directions? I, oh, or I do to make know. loud pop noises? Man, when the caveman was dropping the yellow smoke, and the yellow smoke was just coming from the floor, I'm like, is this magical caveman magic we'll that dust? That when the caveman was dropping the yellow smoke all on the floor, and then it was just coming up from the bottom of the screen, I'm like, is that magical caveman yellow dust? <laughs> well, I guess so. <laughs> like, what's going on? But they used the dust. Like, I'm, I'm assuming it's some old school sulfur or whatever but they fell on the fire and they they escaped but i love the fact that the older you know the alpha caveman he didn't he liked denise crosby but he he slapped yeah. the ass have <laughs> to say i think you're a hell of a woman what i just wish i'd gotten to know you better so uh would you kiss me goodbye that is the cheapest line i've ever heard Hey, do so- they, they find the raft yeah so now the team have gotten back together and they find the raft. And I loved this bit because we find out that the mandroid has boosters in his feet. <laughs> He's like got utilities for everything. <laughs> I know, it's amazing. And he gives them that extra boost to head up the jungle, you know, so that they can get closer to Reeves compound. And then they're confronted by jungle bikers. <laughs> It was like a Nintendo game. This movie, right. like there was just stage after stage, battle after battle. Like this jungle biker biker sequence was just so messed up. These trikes are driving around. You know, no way that any of the actors were on there. They all were stunt drivers, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then Fontana's got to get that reflective shield thingy out, you know, to help the mandroid shoot hit, reflect his laser off the mobile, the unit, mobile unit because that yeah, got damaged. Yeah. The mandroid shoot hit reflect his laser off mobile, mobile unit because that yeah, got yeah. damaged. The Mantroid had driven up and just hit this off from mobile from unit because that yeah, got yeah. damaged. The Mantroid had driven up and just hit this ledge and then collapsed on the side. <laughs> oh. This ledge and then collapsed on the side. <laughs> oh. And then collapsed on the side. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I guess he's on for... <laughs> And then that's what we get. It's just a massive, you know, base kind of shootout. Once they get everybody in into the facility, they split up though. Yes, but but badly. Well, yeah. Manborg finds the secret like tunnel entrance for them to go into. Yeah, but he's like, why can't I get in there? So I'm gonna go to the front gate. Do I love Dr. Reeves? He's a mad genius. With a hidden fortress in the middle of the jungle and time travel technology and cyber technology. With a hidden fortress in the middle of the jungle and time travel technology and cyber technology. Yeah. But he hires just random guys know, with guns. I know. It's like none of these guys are even in uniform. No. They're it's no- just like they're just average Joes just here to work. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, guard this building. Like, like, are they, are they Mexican cartel? Are mm-hmm. they just mercs Are they farmers? Is this a farm that you? Are they out of time? Are they trancers (laughs) I would have preferred trancers (laughs) Trancer soldiers. But that's it. These 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 guards just kind of wander off, and and Manborg breaks this tunnel and says, "Here, enter through here," and he sends the the, R. He he sends Kuji, Fontana, and Hunter into this tunnel, and they almost get caught, but they manage to get past, and then they break into a room, and they realize. Seeing all the Roman artifacts that he's picked up, which isn't really a lot. No, it's enough. It's enough. It's enough for selling to buy more farmers to guard your base. I don't know. But Fontana, the idiot, picks one up and it sets off an alarm. And the editing for the sequence was just so amazing because (laughs) you're stealthing into a base. You're infiltrating. The mandroid hasn't even got to his point yet. Right. You know, they're like, oh, he must be at the front gate now. We must get into a position. And he sets off the alarm. So the next scene we see is the mandroid walking up to the gate with no alarm on. Right. He just walks up and he's like, Reeves, I've returned. And Reeves is like, ha ha, did you take me for a fool? Because Roy D- Deltrice I get, is like a really classical actor. Sure. You know, so he's doing his best evil villain voice over the tannoy. I totally forgot his face in the smoke. Yes, when they when because the uh, the little robot Spot ends up malfunctioning. Yeah. And uh, and QG ends up smashing it with a sword breaking it and then out of the smoke when i saw the smoke rising i was like is this the ghost in the machine (laughs) i was like oh no (laughs) it's a holographic smoke face of dr reeves warning them to stay away it's amazing (laughs) but dr reeves you know he says to the mandroid haha did you take me for a fool you would never stop us we've got your prisoners and he, he pulls the team out and he puts them down and the mandroid's just like shit you know how am I supposed to deal with this whole situation? But it just turns into a massive shootout. You know they they're, they're, the guards are just bound, flying kicks, punches. Yeah, Fontana and 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 Hunter, they're just taking all their. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. okay. And so Doctor Reeves, after after all of his guards have been killed, he comes out looking like the final boss from Doom Eternal. <laughs> He's wearing like modified red cyborg armor with the Roman shield. You know, he's got He's got this whole plan to return to the Roman uh, era and proclaim himself the new Caesar. And right. Basically just take over the world. And so he just starts blasting the shit out of, out of out, out ma- the mandroid. mandroid. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, the th- you know, the, you know, well, it's everyone else are, are hiding. Yeah. And, uh, and they're like, we got to help mandroid. And Denise Crosby's just like. No, wait, he's got this. Yeah, yeah Sherry, cuts back to him just getting. He's just like, no, wait, he's got this. Yeah, yeah Sherry, cuts back to him just getting obliterated. It's just plastic. like, oh no, he doesn't got this. <laughs> yeah. And he gets killed, and Fontana's like, we should help! <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah. jump up and they get encased in this fucking plasma bubble. And the plasma bubble starts to shrinking. shrink, yeah. starts to kill them. And Reeves is just like, ha ha, mm-hmm. I will see you later. I'm super intelligent, man. And he walks off and the mandroid's like just got enough energy to bring himself back to life. Put his hand or his gun onto the energy shield and short it, circuit it and kill himself. Which I was like, holy shit, the mandroid's dead. Yeah, you know, a part of me was just like, nah, I can't be dead. This is like, the like... poster guy. This is the robot guy. Yeah. This is this is his story. We've been following him from the start. He can't be dead now. But then in fairness, him dying here is like a really cool hero ending. Yes. You know, because he, like he'd he, had some moments saying like, I don't want to be like this forever. Yeah. He's like, I died already. Yeah. I should already be dead. And he also says i can't self terminate at one point he's like so you'll have to do it for me and then yeah. he you know he gives his life here to to save the team and yeah he is he's is dead yeah and the team race into the into after uh, the temple after dr reeves and dr reeves steps into his time machine and sends himself back and colonel hunter's there frantically working on the computer trying to stop him from landing in the roman era but she's unable to do it because it's locked it locked her out and he's landed And Fontana just... Just punches it. But it's this cool suave mode. Like, man, I wish I'd spent time working computers and just punches it. And it fucks it up and sends uh, Reeves to, like, the the, the Cretaceous period? Or, like, (laughs) 14,000,000 BC? (laughs) Like, not long after the planet was formed... (laughs) <laughs> but I'm like. I'm like, surely there's even no oxygen? Like, is there even an atmosphere? Like, is I don't that know. Better or worse? Because if he's modified himself into a cyborg and doesn't need food yeah. or air or like. Or any of those things. And, yeah. And he has the technology, he could literally just change the past from there. But they all go, ha ha ha! Yeah. Frozen high five. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> technically, if, if he had changed the future, they're present would have been altered unless well, it was an alternate timeline or maybe I don't that's know. what the freeze frame was there for <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i only said jack death back in time yes <laughs> we need an eliminators too that's how i felt yeah at the end i of the yeah, movie. i was like team. i need an eliminator exactly two. we have a whole team of eliminators bar like, mandroid um, and you can but, make a new mandroid <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Denise Crosby, she could she could make a new one. She could take like all the technology and make a you know, program. Yeah, we could have like the daughter of Fontana, you know, maybe <laughs> you know the 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 son of uh, uh, Colonel Hunter getting together, you know, like Koji could have twins. Like we could have, like make our own team. <laughs> oh man! Well, Ian, what were your favorite scenes from Eliminators? I was amazed. I would have so many. I honestly thought that this movie, like I said, I honestly thought this movie was going to be so bad. I was gonna drag myself through it. There was a couple of moments that I did. It, it lost me because it was just padding. But then something funny. It's, this movie's like fucking Cannonball Run, right. but in the in the jungle. If Chuck Norris didn't, the, the mandroid and his wheels, his pimping ass wheels. You know, whenever you see him driving around, just shooting guards with his laser, like that's badass, man. <laughs> you know, Arnie has her nothing. On that. Like, how easier would it have be been for him to drive around looking for John Connor if he'd just taken his legs in some wheels? <laughs> uh the missile to the wall when he's trying to escape. Because like the gate's there, but the Mandroids, like, he's been shot at this point, and he's like, No, I can't take the gate. I'm gonna missile the wall right next to it. <laughs> and shoots the wall and then drives through it and goes out the wall. Fair which, enough. <laughs> you know, if you if you got a budget, you're like, we need to shower back. If you've got a budget, you're like, we need to show our back. Him using stealth to infiltrate, to speak to Colonel Hunter, like Gary said, it's just a coat and a cloak and some knockout gas. But at least he's trying. True, true. He could just snap next knockout gas, but at least he's trying. True, true. He could just snap next and stuff like that, but he's got knockout gas. And her judo chopping. Like, I wish Denise Crosby had judo chopped a lot more people (laughs) in the movie. But she tries to judo chop him and hurts her hand. She's like, ah, and he just turns around like... (laughs) The bar fight. You know, I'm looking for the toughest guy in this bar and it's just a bar fight. You can't go wrong with a bar fight in a movie. And the fact that Fontana is the last guy just to smash the head, walk out, leading into the the boat chase and then the the torpedo launch... Which then leads into the red boat chase with the two security guards. The fucking. I don't know who they are, they're brothers. But I remember one of them was getting choked by Dr. Reeves with his electro lasso. Yeah, WAN yeah, also gets uh, a shot to the nuts as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that electro lasso, they used that in Bullet Storm. Right. That's where they. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that electro lasso, they used that in Bullet Storm. Right. That's <laughs> where they. Yeah. I mean, that electro lasso, they used that in Bullet Storm. Right. That's <laughs> where they. <laughs> yeah, I mean that electro lasso, they used that in Bullet Storm. Right. That's where they Denise Crosby Storm. Right. That's where they Denise Crosby getting changed. <laughs> That's where they Denise Crosby getting changed. Oh. I don't want to dwell on it. Denise Crosby getting changed. Oh. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but there's many things I'd be getting changed. Oh. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but there's many things I'd be getting changed. Oh. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but there's many things I never thought I'd ever see. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but there's many things I never thought I'd ever see. And then you take it off from your list, and you're like, <laughs> hell yeah! And the way the movie and then you take it off from your list. And you're like, <laughs> hell yeah. And the way the movie... And then you take it off from your list and you're like, <laughs> Hell yeah. And the way the movie kind of made it, made me feel like it was awkward, but we were all awkward. Au- and the way the movie kind of made it, made me feel like it was awkward, but we were all awkward. Au- and the way the movie kind of made it, made me feel like it was awkward, but we were all awkward in the same moment. Sure. You know, sure. Fontana felt awkward and then the mandroid kind of felt awkward. And there's that bit where the spot comes down and floats down next to Fontana and Fontana's like, What's this? Wait, you know what? Don't tell me, because they've he's been told about the time travel. Wait, you know what? Don't tell me, because they've he's been told about the time travel. Uh, Fontana's cheap kiss line. It was so (laughs) smooth. He was so well delivering his lines that, like he. It was so smooth. He was so well delivering his lines that like he he lulled me in that he was going to run away and leave all these cavemen away. And then he just slips these three bullets into her hand. And I'm like, you couldn't have done that yourself. Right, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> like you just had to kiss the needle off. Scaring the bros off after the jungle bikes. Like they 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 have all these chase sequences and these two security guards they never get killed or hurt or badly injured. And after the bike sequence, both the the fat barman and the kind of Mexican guy, they both equally get like confronted. I think they've got like a disintegration ray beam gun. Yes, oh that gets blown up and they get killed with it. That's right. But then like the guys Hit the, uh, the Mexican guy he pulls out this little knife and confronts Denise Crosby <laughs> and then Coogee pulls out his samurai sword and just kind of shows off and he just runs away <laughs> he just runs internet. away <laughs> oh wait uh, okay. The, the warning in the smoke I mean Spot had been sent off a number of times to scout out areas and then this one time he goes off and Colonel Hunter gets a bit worried and when he comes back he kind of attacks them and and Colonel Hunter gets a bit worried and when he comes back he kind of attacks them and Coogee has to smash him. And then Dr. Reeves' face comes out of the smoke. And you're like, well, how? How are you doing the How is it holographic technology?